Welcome back to Inked Adventures, a comic book podcast. Join us as we dive headfirst into the world of indie comics and discover the hidden gems of the industry. We are your hosts, Alex and Don. We're relatively new to the world of comic book collecting, but we are eager to learn more and share our discoveries with you. We'll cover new titles from indie studios such as Boom, Dark Horse, and Image, just to name a few. We will be avoiding the big studios of DC and Marvel, however. We want our adventures to take us to little-known and unfamiliar territory. So grab a cup of coffee or tea and get ready to explore the exciting world of indie comics with us. Welcome to the show. How are you doing, Alex? Welcome to the show. Hello. All right. We're talking about Clear today. I'm excited. Yes. This is yet another comic we found in the previews and excited for. It's a Dark Horse comic. The writer is Scott Snyder and the artist is Francis Manipold. And it's so far so good. Yes. One thing I should mention is this originally came out on digital version through the Comixology app on Amazon. And you can get every episode on that. But so far in print, we've got episode one. And that's what we'll be covering today. This, just a warning, these will be spoiler-filled. So just a warning, if you're excited about what we talk about, then you can pick up the rest. Yes. So this is a detective story. It's what they labeled as cyber noir or future noir. We're just going to start talking a little bit about the characters. Yeah, so a bit about the setting, actually. It's in San Francisco is where the story takes place in 2052, according to the first panel. Gives a little introduction. And it's a noir story about a detective named Sam Dunes. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? There's a scene going on, but there's kind of a story going on behind it. Yes, I find this a fascinating thing. When the character now telling a story from their past, but it's overlaid not on the story, but on another relevant event. And kind of just another warning the way it starts out is it seems to be a suicide, uh, but we'll get into later in this episode of what it actually is. I was fascinated as well by the story that was being told as the events play out in the introduction of this woman, which at first we don't know who it is. It, it doesn't give much context at first, but throughout the story you'll learn a bit more about this woman and it's it's actually it's really fascinating to look at the art because it, it introduces the concept of veils which we'll talk about in a little bit before you've even heard about them through these fantastical illustrations as she's falling so she climbs up to the top of this tall it, it looks like some sort of building structure we're not sure exactly where it is they don't give a lot of detail and she jumps off. But we don't know yet why she's done it. As she's falling, she gets these fantastical views. There's a dragon. There's black and white 
you know, metropolis style buildings. There's a beautiful cartoon landscape. Yes. Again, like the last comic we talked about, Vicious Circle, the way these panels are done and the veils are portrayed, the style is slightly different. And I really, really like that. It's not that realistic style that Vicious Circle has, but it's still absolutely breathtaking art. And I think it's very important to look at the story, though, because as cool as the art is, the story is really interesting and kind of, you know, it's like when somebody gives you a quote at the beginning of a story to try to get you into the feel of that story. It's like that. And the story is actually a kid telling a joke. That's it's not really a joke. It's a introspective story. And it's basically, there's this asylum and there's mental patients in the asylum. And it's on a cliff by the sea, surrounded by woods. And a wildfire breaks out and it's spreading and it's going to get to the asylum. So the doctor, he runs and he has to get to the patients far away. So before he runs away, he gives the patients his watch with a timer on it, saying, you've got seven minutes to get out of here. Go, go, go. And he sets his watch timer to seven minutes, hands it to them. But when he comes back, as the fire is spreading, the patients are still there. They haven't moved. They're doing their thing. He's asking, why? Why haven't you left? You need to be out of here. And they said, we got all the time in the world. And he looks down. And the watch is in the sea, at the bottom of the sea, going off. So what you had said in discussions that we had before this episode was that kind of shows us the, their perspective, people's perspective of the world. The patients at the asylum didn't see the fire, they thought they had all the time in the world, which gets us into what some of the terms we'll talk about are, are veils. What a veil is, is kind of like, it's not virtual reality. It's called, it's more of an AR or alternate reality. Everybody in this world has, they see things through a different filter whether it's like a medieval filter or a cartoonish, cartoonish looking filter. That's how they see it. And it, right after that, we get introduced to our main protagonist, Sam Dunes. Yeah. And I, I love the transition here because they, they do the story, they do the epic, the fall, and then they switch, they switch the background because in those of the background of all behind the panels is white and it makes sense but then they suddenly switch it to black and it gives a very different feel when we're in the i guess from sam's perspective it's all black and he again he's a detective what we're seeing is he's looking for people that are into black veils or illegal veils that they're selling to people so he's investigating that. He's investigating a black veil that was given to his client's husband. 
and uh, he's trying to track that down. Yes, and, and basically she just wants to know if he wants to see her differently than how she actually is. And he does, obviously. That's how the story starts. But it kind of introduces Veils for a bit. It gets into the case, and then he gets attacked because he's spying, and they notice him. And he gets injected with this yellow stuff. Which is, he calls Zod, or Shazar Zod? Yeah. No, it's, it, you're right, it's Zod. It's Shazar Zod. And I, I don't fully know. We looked up what Shazerzad was before this, but I'm not fully seeing the connection. But what we see in the panels is it alters your veil like on steroids, you know, like an Indiana Jones or old Western style fantasy. It's like veil overload is what I'm assuming is he's seeing. Yeah, it shows the overload, the chaos of it all, by having these very disjointed, thick-lined transitions that are all sharp edges. And I just now noticed that they are outlined in white, too. It kind of reminds me of the Vicious Circle, where they did a time jump. They had the glitch-type panels, and it's kind of portrayed the same way in this, where you're seeing the alternate reality through a different panel. Yeah, and it's very cool to look at. It's also very disjointed, and I think it's done that way on purpose to show how chaotic this is probably in his mind right now. Now, one thing we haven't mentioned is another term they throw around after this happens is after Sam takes down these guys is he pays to be, what is the term that they use? Clear-eyed. Right, which is the title of the comic book. But to be clear-eyed is to have no veil, no filter at all. You're seeing the world as it is. It's grittiness, it's griminess, but it's expensive. To be clear-eyed is like supposedly pretty expensive. Yeah, it, It's less expensive to have your basic veils than it is to have no veil at all, which mm -hmm. is... You know, a, a testament to this society. Oh, then in walks Detective Collins. I guess he's like on the police force or whatever. Yes. Sergeant um, Collins, old army buddy of our main character, Dunes, who is now on the police force. They probably did police work together as well at some point, but now Dunes is kind of doing his own thing. And he comes to bring Sam some news, some Pretty bad news. And this is the second appearance of the woman who jumped. Which is, we find out, Sam's wife. Kendra McHale. And I don't know if they were still married. Perhaps they, it's an ex-wife situation. Mm -hmm. They did split, definitely. So from there it goes on to, uh, he needs to find out why his wife was killed. His ex-wife, I'm not sure. Well, at this point, he has identified the body, but he doesn't know she was killed. All he knows is that she was doing surprisingly well for a suicide victim. You're right. I kind of skipped over that. <laughs> I'm sorry. He heads back to his office and is met by his client that he had been hired to find out about the black veils or black market veils and uh, has a discussion with her. 
It's very interesting. I think they've already started building up romantic tension, perhaps, between the characters. Uh-huh. Um, and she's the only other character we know about who's also clear-eyed. Exactly. Which, after that interaction, it really kind of drops from there. So we don't fully know why she's clear-eyed, but I guess she can afford it if it's expensive. She can afford to be clear-eyed, but her husband wasn't. She wanted to know why he was getting these black veils. And most likely, he wanted to see the world in a way where she wasn't what she actually is. That's true. She loves him for who he actually is. He apparently doesn't love her for that. And she didn't even use the information. She asked Dunes to burn the file because she didn't want the information for blackmail. She wanted just to know. Yeah, just to know. And then in his office, after she leaves, he finds a package that was left there containing a watch from his, from his wife. It was something that he had gifted her, and he turns it over. And on the back of the watch, it says dramatically, very dramatically, I was murdered in a full panel. Right. That first part of the story, all the artwork, it's not highly detailed like Vicious Circle. It's got that very, in my opinion, if you took all the color out and it was just black and white, it would have that noir detective type feel. But the coloring, it sets the mood which I really like. And again, yeah, it's not too detailed out in the city. You know, the futuristic city, it's a lot of neons and, and bright pastel colors. So each panel, each little, I guess, segment of the story kind of has a mood or a feel to it, which I think is really done well. I completely agree. Going back to that scene in the office, that is done with a very romantic lighting, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is a sign of what that is. The scene where he identifies his wife, that is done very, very grim, very dark. There, There's color, but there's like one overhead light, and that's so dramatic. Right. But moving on from that, then we get a flashback. And the coloring, again, is really dramatic. Uh, it has that flashback-type feel because it's back during the war, Sam getting hurt, and I think this is where he meets Kendra. Yep, this is kind of his backstory for meeting Kendra. Sergeant Collins is here. This is when he was in the Army with Dunes. And back to the white backgrounds as well. Mm-hmm, exactly. So it's not exactly his perspective. So you can tell there's kind of a time difference that it is. It really doesn't say it's a flashback, but you can tell. So it does give you a little feel of that it's going back in time, giving you a little backstory, which I've been reading a couple different comic books, following a couple different series, which I won't get into now. But when a comic book can have artwork and story character development where you get to know and connect with the character like Sam. I really like that. You want to have a reason uh, to go to the next book or the next episode. Yes, I agree. And I think 
one of the reasons why I read comic books specifically. I love the story. I love the art. If you don't have both in a comic book, well, I, there's other options. You can always look at good art. You can always find art that's really good. You can always find books, stories that are just words that are really good. The reason you read a comic book is to get both. So there should be a decent mix of both that are both good. Right. And so far, you know, the first two that we've done, there's, whereas uh, the Vicious Circle was highly rated our art end of things, there's still things about the story that we had questions about. But this, I think, is hitting more of those good story and good artwork boxes. And I think the way it combines the two is also very good. And it, yeah, the story just ropes me in. I love the story for this. So concluding, getting to toward the end, he starts investigating his wife or ex-wife's death, Kendra's death. He goes to where she works, the Department of Connectivity, which is, I guess, on Alcatraz Island. And some of the images they use here are just wild. The, the panels are almost full page, but each one is colorful. And I, I love that. Yeah. They've got this tree, and I feel like this tree is going to be very important. Mm -hmm. I think the idea is it's such an old tree. And old things, you can't veil as well. It's such an old tree that it just none of the veils really work on it. So around the tree, you might get lots of weird veil things. But the tree is always a tree. Mm -hmm. The veils or filters can only go off uh, things that are probably more modern. But older things, it just it can't process that. Is what I'm getting. Yeah. So a lot of antiques people don't like as much. So the main character, Dunes, he collects antique things. Right. they look cool to him because he's clear-eyed. But mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of other people in the world which wouldn't want those things anymore because they don't work with their veils as well. Right. So we won't go into too much detail, but he gets some information, some leads. And heads out to, what was this place that you called it? Yes. So he does talk to Collins a little bit about it. And I think it's important to note that the director who he talked to in that thing, Director Union, mm -hmm. uh, gets attacked by someone who apparently is him, looks like him. But that might be a trick by the veils. We don't know. Exactly. So people are covering up their tracks. Yeah, it's, it's, something's going on, clearly. Mm hmm Yeah, then he goes to the arbor, is what they're calling it. Okay. Which you noted, and I didn't know this, that it's a, it's a trash heap? It is a forest of large, very large trees made up entirely of trash and compacted junk. Right. And again, the different panels in this section are, they're very stylized. You have a, a feel 
like I said, before the transition between the different parts of the story, different scenes, the coloring just sets the tone. It sets the emotion and the feel. Yeah, and you're definitely getting a feel of foreboding here. As he goes, he finds a hollow wall, and he goes in, and end of the story, man. You want, <laughs> you want to say it? You want to talk about it? Well, I, I'm not exactly sure what the heck is going on. I don't think you're supposed to, but he's trying to find evidence about Kendra. Got a lead. But as he goes down, he gets stopped. There's these people living in the arbor. Nobody goes to the arbor, so that's surprising. And exactly. Yeah, we get this panel, which introduces a bunch of characters we've never seen before, all with bright blue neon tattoos of, like, cyber stuff on their face. Mm-hmm. But, uh... And it, it's very dramatic. They talk in the narration in his head. He compares it to during the war, when he suddenly had that feeling of everything was going wrong and he was going to die. And they have this very dramatic moment where they say, the thing is, that time I didn't die. But this time, I did. And that's, yeah, it ends like that. Yeah, on a cliffhanger, <laughs> which is which is good. Which a good, if it's a series like this, I like it to end on a cliffhanger. So you're like anxiously awaiting the next issue. I keep calling them episodes, but they're issues. So. If you're listening to this and you're, you're not a newbie, you're more of a seasoned comic book collector. I apologize for calling them episodes. They're probably, probably referred to them as issues, but I'm awaiting the next issue. However, I don't think I'm going to get them as the individual issues. What I'd like to get when, what I've been doing lately is getting some people call them volumes some people call them collections other people call them omnibuses and it's just a collection or a one book of several issues all in one graphic novel it's higher card stock it's more like a book so i think i'm going to wait to get the volume of clear when it comes out in September, uh, like I said, you can get all the issues in this current volume on Comixology, but will the next issue of Clear won't come out till I think next month. How they're going to uh, release the month? Well, by the time this is published, it'll probably be out. Right. Yeah, but we've got more coming up. I think the next one we're looking at is World Tree. I know in episode one I talked about. Something is killing the children, which I'm just, I'm just diving into the whole series. So I'm going to let Alex catch up with that one before <laughs> we get into something is killing the children. Cause I think we both have issues with that one, which I won't get into this episode. So in conclusion, what is your overall feel with this, this series? I think one of my favorite things that I've seen so far, like my highlight thing from this from this issue is that the art and story are both fantastic and not only that but they go together they have clearly thought out 
where the words are and why these scenes are where they are in the story. And I feel the same way, as I said before, that I've read some things that's where you get one, but you don't get the other. You get really good art, but maybe not as good a story without spoiling too much. Something is killing the children. Awesome, awesome story. But the artwork is maybe not, you know, it's stylized. I'm just going to say it's stylized, you know, without offending too many people. This just ticks all the boxes for me. It's got good story. It's got good characters that I'm invested in and I want to know more about. And it's given me, even in the first issue, it's given me something to chew on. It's given me a little backstory, which I like. Yeah, just for a casual read, it's great. Even looking into it a little bit, there's a lot to unpack with the way the colors were done. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's fun. I love the story. The art is good. It doesn't drag you out of the story. In fact, it brings you into the story, which is fantastic. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode or issue. <laughs> whatever you want to call it, of Inked Adventures. And we have more plans. We have one called World Tree coming up and so many others to choose from. We'd like to thank Bell Book and Comic for uh, agreeing to let us mention them. They're a great place to go and get your comics. They're, they're a small local place, but their selection is amazing and they have other things to do there gaming and whatnot so thank you bell book and comic and the owner is also super nice i can testify to that because i've been i've been going for a very long time not just for comics but also for board games and role-playing games and the like and pete is the owner he's super nice and every time i go i get a discount but you know what I think they give all their regulars a discount, so it's awesome. It's awesome. Usually you only get a discount if you have a open folder, but you don't and still get a discount. I think I think I get my discount because of you, which I appreciate. Uh, I, yeah, this is why you need to bring me along. Yep, exactly. So, join us in the next episode. In the next episode, we don't know what we're going to be talking about yet. Perhaps World Tree, perhaps something else. We're reading a lot, though, and we encourage you to read, too, because these are some fascinating things. Comics have come a long way, so keep reading. And if you have any questions, any comments, you can hit us up at inkedadventurespodcasts at gmail.com. Also find us on Twitter. We've got socials now. Find us on Twitter at Inked Adventures Podcast. So that's about it. We'll see you next time, Alex. Goodbye. Bye-bye.